We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a Hollywood acceptance speech. I'm so surprised. I had no idea. I'm not even prepared. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the progressive discounts that got me here. Safe driver, multi-car, paid in full multi-policy. This is just such a big moment. And did I mention that I'm surprised? With all kinds of discounts, progressive helps you save. Oh, 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 and I want to thank my agent and all my discounts agents because we all have the same agent. Don't start the music. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Yes, congratulations, Jersey City, where New York City people have rented cars for less money for years now. <laughs> so congratulations on that as well. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Mondogold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to Mondogold.com and enter code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It is officially early Wednesday morning. The sun is barely coming up in Memphis, Tennessee. And finally, it is no longer 150 thousand degrees here which is good news and what's also good news is that i'm here with my friend and co-host andrew laird andrew how's it going pretty good it's actually a perfect day and so far in uh 
southern Connecticut. Nice little breeze, in the low 70s. It's starting to become that time of year where every day is pretty nice. And then yep. it's just horrible with snow. Yep, the dog days of summer are just about over. And we're heading right into Labor Day. So wear your white clothes while you still can, people. That's right. Get, <laughs> get as much as you can out. Don't look like a fool and wear that after Labor Day. You do not want to do that. All right, let's go into our review. So we previously we've been going through every game. Uh, you know, we're going to try something a little bit new because unlike Jose Mourinho, we are flexible in our tactics. <laughs> we are going to just, you know, we, we, we picked out a few topics, you know, like 15 topics and we're going to talk about them. We may morph into others and we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But we'll touch on guys like Pedro, Harry Kane, Matt Ritchie, uh, Bronislav Ivanovic because I can't stand him. And uh, maybe some new guys, too, like uh, what Ultimendi's impact may be at Manchester City. So stay tuned for that. But first, um, you know, the, the the new boy that shined the brightest, it would be Pedro. And your first point here is he's cost 20% less than Eden Hazard on the official game for the season-long stuff. And what price would it have to be, let's say, in a Mondo goal situation, Um what what price difference would you use Pedro instead of Eden Hazard? I want to clarify that that was a pure guess, or it was a mathematical estimate, not so much a definitely twenty percent, but it's around that area. Yeah, because I believe, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe that he's uh, seven point five compared to Hazard's nine point five. Um, I think he's two. I think he's two, I think a full two million less. Yeah, I think you underscored both of them. I think it's nine and a half and eleven and a half. Sorry, my mistake. Um, nine and a half and eleven and a half. Yeah, but it's, I think it's a full two million. Less. Yes. Yeah. So I, I made the change this week in my FPL team to drop Hazard and and pick up Pedro, because I thought that extra two million could easily be used elsewhere. So the Hazard plus whoever. Uh, was not going to be nearly as good as Pedro plus whoever. Yeah, it's just you know with the bonus points in that format, Eden Hazard, if he ever scores, he's going to get full bonus points. Well, and, and I, even if he doesn't, he sometimes. I mean, he's. I agree with you, those, but he has those skills that you know. I think you know people may have said, "Oh, let's see what Pedro can do." Do you know who got all three bonus points this week for Chelsea? Cesaris Piliqueta. Pedro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I looked at it is I'm going to, with the way that, that Chelsea's playing and the impact that Pedro had right away, uh, I will take him over Hazard every week as long as he starts. Well, let's say if the, as long as the price is, you know, 20% less. I I think the price will always be less. And so I think well, not if he keeps doing this. You think his price could actually eclipse Hazard's? He has name brand. Calling him Hazard or Hazard? Who cares? (laughs) I'm sure he does, but he's not. Anyway, if he's listening, he can reach out to us with the correct pronunciation, and we'll make sure that we we get it. Good idea. So, um, so I'll say Hazard, and you can say Hazard. (laughs) I go back and forth is the problem. I realize it's probably very annoying, but anyway. I I think the name you think the name recognition of Pedro is going to get him higher than Eden Hazard. Well, I mean this guy's I mean this guy's someone Barcelona did not want to let go because they they view him as it's just they just happen to have three of the the, the best front three all probably ever assembled but at least assembled in this day and age. Yeah. 
and Pedro is like he's just like that one tick below, and that's no slight on Pedro. It's just how good the other three are: Neymar, Messi, and uh, Suarez. But it, it, like I said, like I said last week, is he what Chelsea need in the long run? No. Is he a great player? I don't know. I haven't seen him play, but I mean, Barcelona certainly wanted him, and I mean, we saw we saw what he has to offer last week against West Brom, but. I mean, Pedro can't stop the lack of speed from John John Terry causing a red card, which I have all sorts of thoughts about, which we can get to a little bit later. Okay. But um, he's not going to help the, the the problems that are at the back, which are just so. You know what? We're gonna, I, want, I want to get to it right now. I'm going to get it out of the way early. <laughs> I mean, Callum McManaman. Can, is, before it, we before we do that, because ahead. I'd like to finish up Pedro. Yeah, go ahead. He he keeps the starting job, right? Um, as long as he's fit. So that means Oscar or Rillian is on the bench every game. Probably. I mean, Oscar's banged up right now, so that yeah. helps. It's a good thing I drafted both of them in one league. Yeah. <laughs> well, Willian's playing, so that's good. More centrally, where you want him to play. Yeah, and he had a great opportunity and missed it. Oh, again. boy. Well, a couple of them, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense that Pedro would start. Like, they're not going to sit him and for Willian and Oscar, right? Oscar's injury if, came at a perfect time. If like he I said, didn't if, want to if leave, Pedro, if Pedro was fully fit and you know is adjusting to is adjusting to life in London, let's say you like you know getting his family moved and all that stuff. Well, I saw him out to dinner with uh, Fabregas and Costa last night. Yeah, I'm sure it helps that they're and I'm and you know what uh, what was it? I mean, what was the stat on television? This was the the last. Yeah. Uh, there's only two teams that have had three different Spaniards score in oh. the same game. Oh, that's interesting. My the one that I saw was that Chelsea started more Spanish players than Real Madrid last weekend. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting as well. But I mean, Swansea with Michu, um, I believe it was Michu Fernandez, and there was one other Spaniard on that team, and mm-hmm. they all scored in the same game. Hmm. And that was, and I think that's the only two times. Right now. Um, anyway, let me get let me get my rant about yeah. So he's... Chelsea stuff done. Yes, and, why, why, and, and it's it, it, it goes to why Pedro is not really the answer that they need right now. It's great, and they scored three goals, and he was in part of two of them. So that's that's great. And what the problem that Chelsea has is that West Brom still scored two and yep. went up a man for forty minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to help that problem. And Callum McManaman is not Neymar, <laughs> but he looked like it. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe he'll go to Man U then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that secret striker, I'm still waiting. Um, it's it, it's it, and and you were referencing an article you read before about how Madich is not a great defender in space. Well, the reason why he's in so much space is because Branislav Ivanovic, especially defensively, is nowhere to be found. He was 15 yards away. Uh, not 15. He was like five, 10 yards away from Callum McManaman with his hands behind his back in the box trying to block a shot. That's that's just unacceptable. <laughs> you know, use your arms to run forward to close the guy down. <laughs> and that's why matches in so much space, and that's why he has appeared to struggle, at least according to the article you were referencing or off the podcast. But Pedro doesn't help that. Now, we can – actually, no, I have this as a topic, so let's get to it now. You know, if Paul Pogba actually does sign for Chelsea, that would help that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what do you think is more likely to happen? 
the secret striker, as I previously referenced to Man U, let's say if it's Neymar, or Pogba to Chelsea? I don't think either happens. Well, I mean, which one would be more likely? I will say this mystery striker because it could be anybody. Like, maybe it's Callum McManaman. Maybe that could happen. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, no, no chance. <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the Pogba stuff, I think Juventus are very keen on keeping him for one more year. And I'm not sure they're going to lose that much value. He's not in the last year of his deal, for all I know. Well, the, ru- the rumor behind it is that there's going to be players going back in the other direction, too. Like Quadrado. Quadrado's Will- already gone. Yeah, I know. But like, it's like that wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, here, you can get a loan instead of buying. Yeah. And then, um, and then also, like, Willian and Oscar, who we do both want, but we're willing to. Yeah, I don't, you know. I don't think that's happening. I don't think so either. But of the two, you think still that man Manchester United will get some somebody, some mystery striker who may be someone like Ricky Lambert. You know, you know, <laughs> it's just it could be anybody. You know, yeah, but. I, I think yeah, maybe uh, Robin Van Persie from, <laughs> from Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. Yeah. Heard that guy's good. <laughs> no, I um, I don't know who who that's. I mean, none of us know. Obviously, that's what a mystery striker is. But they. Uh, Van Hall said that he's going to play Fellini as a striker this year instead of a holding midfielder. So maybe he's the mystery striker. Man, he's just... he's being more like David Moyes by the I minute. Know. <laughs> I know. So uh, anyway, let's get let's get to let's get off of shenanigans. We'll get to actual stuff that happened this weekend. Um, your favorite midfielder, Riyad Mahrez, versus your other favorite midfielder, Yaya Torre. Who would you rather have both next week for DFS and rest of the season? It's a weird. Uh... It's a weird comparison because Mares is the clear top midfielder on his team. In fact, he's the clear best offensive option on his team. I think you could probably make a case for Okazaki, but I think Mares is better. And Albrighton's more of a distributor. Jamie Vardy, I don't think, will finish as much as Mares and, and Okazaki. So um, the problem with Yaya Torre is, is that David Silva is clearly the best midfielder on that team, and Sergio Aguero is the best fantasy player on the team so it's more like do you take the guy I don't think Leicester's gonna keep scoring like four goals a game all season but they may keep going for a little bit and as long as Mahrez is is kind of leading this attack I think I would take him over Yaya Torre for a little bit he's significantly cheaper in in season-long formats at least they can't get his price high you know high fast enough but you know you're always going to pay up for Yaya Torre because of his upside but Mahrez is showing that his his upside's pretty high too, so I would take Mares on this one, yeah. which is insane that I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. For for weekly for DFS, I would take Mares. For season long, I would still take Yaya. Mm. You get the oh. clean sheet bonus with Yaya, you know, which helps in in a lot of season long games. Which I don't one. think Leicester's not going to get much anyway. So, sometimes it's as little as one point. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not a huge boost. I don't want to. So it's a huge boost, and it's not really dependable. I understand they haven't let up a goal yet, Manchester City, but. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be real here. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna go thirty-eight games without giving up a goal. It's not yeah. really, you know, it's, it's not, it's not gonna be something you can really depend on. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for the next topic, I want to go into two disappointing strikers. Which one would you buy low, um, Harry Kane or Wayne Rooney? So let's say in one of our season-long leagues, you know, if you don't have one of those two, which one are you looking to buy low right now on? The problem with them is that the only kind of format you can buy them low in is Taga. 
or I guess like in EF, so you can try to yeah, just try to trade. Yeah, who would you trade for in a season long league? There you go. I'll phrase the question that way. I would probably trade for Rooney. I we've kind of gone talked a lot about whether Kane can match his season from last year. I wrote about it uh, when my article this week that the problem is that he's just not shooting as much as he was. Uh, He got a little banged up in that Stoke game that they ultimately ended up drawing, but he just doesn't, I I think uh, opposing um, teams are now realizing that if they shut him down, they have a much better chance instead of trying to slow down the midfield that Erickson is, uh, you know, he's banged up now, but Erickson's not going to hurt you in open play. Yeah, someone, someone, someone said that not too long ago. Yeah, um, you know, the, Eric Dyer is pretty much a a finisher in the box, but you know, we know how how plentiful those goals can be. I mean, John Terry is kind of the master at it, and or at least he was, and that's you know, that's still only five goals a season. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, if you push Harry Kane to his left foot, uh, he's not going to score on you. And Rooney, I think, has the ability to at least get a few assists with the. Guys like, um, you know, Memphis and Mata. and that se- and that secret striker they're going to bring and, in, right? And that secret Ibrahimovic or uh, <laughs> uh, Messi, but they, I think Rooney has more around him that he doesn't have to rely so much on his goals. Whereas Kane is like fully goal dependent, mm-hmm. and the problem is that even in DFS formats, he's not taking a lot of shots. Like you get shot points for shots and shots on goal. He doesn't do that. He doesn't draw a ton of fouls. Doesn't cross the ball much. Not that Rooney does. Not that Rooney crosses much, but you know he'll draw some fouls. He'll pick up some assists. Harry Kane only had four last year. Like you know, thirty-one goals in all competitions, four assists in Premier League plays. Not that great. So, but I'm what I'm going to be interested in seeing is who takes the United penalties if they get any. If that's Rooney, that raises the value to me. Yeah, it, I mean, because I think he gets the first Harry shot. Kane, because Harry Kane. With Christian Eriksen there, I don't know if he's taking penalties. Um, I think he was. I think he had two last year, if I remember my stats yeah. in yeah, Premier League play at least. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to be um, Eriksen. It could be, you know, they could always kind of just throw a, yeah. you know, a one Ch- of those. A Chadley may want to like yeah, throw a you know, Morales and just you know take it anyway. Yeah, and you never, you know, penalties are always a little tricky because they can change just depending on the situation. Yeah. In terms of... Uh, oh, absolutely. 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 But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying whoever takes the penalties, if there's one person that does and one person that doesn't, that, that, that to me is... That's a clear tiebreaker to me. Yeah. Yeah, I would um, I would guess the first one goes to Rooney this year. Uh, I, You know, Juan Mata can certainly yeah. they, step I mean, they've up got, there. They, they've got to look like they're going to score a goal. And also, to be fair, Wayne Rooney did score a goal, and it was onside, but disallowed. Right. And he, so, got, he got an assist on that. He should have scored on that Kyle Walker own goal, and that yeah. was just like poor play that ended up, at least in FPL formats, with an assist. So, so I'll take I'll buy low on Rooney. The problem is, is that they're so they're both very expensive in DFS and in yeah, correct and yeah, salary yeah. cap formats that you're never yeah. going to be able to buy low. Yeah, but I dropped Rooney on my FPL team. I had him for the first three weeks, and I've had enough. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. You, 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 I, I don't I know don't, who I picked I, up though. I'm sorry. What if I picked up Aguero? The, yeah, well, of course, but it's <laughs> different. <Yeah. laughs> That's very different. Now, um, two uh, two younger guys from promoted sides here that we want to talk about next are Matt Ritchie and Nathan Redmond. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my opinion first. I would actually rather have Nathan Redmond than Matt Ritchie. And the reason why is Nathan Redmond is clearly the at least the number two 
option to score goals, if not the number one option to score goals. Uh, I think, la- I mean, last week, he, I think he had eight, sh- eight shot attempts, something like that. It, it, it's, he's, he's a shooting machine, and he's just, you know, the, the, he, he's clearly the number one threat where when you saw Burmuth attacking and finally scoring and scoring in bunches, it wasn't Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie was involved, and Matt Ritchie was played very well, but it was Callum Wilson who was on the end of things. And Nathan Redmond has already scored twice and gotten an assist. So, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. What's funny is that we we kind of talked about Richie all preseason, about how he scores goals and gets all these assists. And Redmond's stats were a little muted last year. I mean, they were still good, but I think he only had four or five goals last year. He had like 13 assists. But Richie had like 15 goals and 17 assists or whatever it was. Like, it seemed like Richie was clearly going to be the top, the, the better of the two, just because he was so much much more prolific. But you're right that Redmond has clearly like taken a step up from last season in terms of goal scoring, and that's going to be. I mean, goal scoring is always going to be a separator between two two players. Like, you can get all the assists you want, but if you're if one guy's scoring 10 goals and the other scoring five, you're going to take that 10. So, um. I don't know. I don't see a, you know, talking of of Richie. We saw Callum Wilson hit a hat trick last week. I don't see Richie getting a hat trick, but I could see Redmond doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that's the upside I want. Correct. And just to, uh, you know, since we're talking about Norwich, and we're not going to talk about him much throughout the season, probably. Uh, one thing that I don't like about FPL in general, especially over the season, is they tend not to do any position changes, and a guy like Robbie Brady who is right now classified as a midfielder, I would strongly consider as a budget defender option if they were to switch his position to defender because he's playing left back. And, he is? Yeah. yeah. So, he's a forward in a lot of DFS games. Exactly. Exactly. It could be one of those Jeff Schlupp situations where he's a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... Those are the things that kind of, you know, that, that irk me still about FPL. That, that, that position changes really aren't um, a factor and they should be. Yeah. We but saw that. Well, um, every Chan, for example. Yeah. Ben Jada, um, tweeted something last night about whether Taga was going to change daily Blinn's position to defender because he's still a midfielder. Yeah. It's like, that's good luck with that one. I had Antonio Valencia last year and you get no clean sheet points for the, or I guess you may get a few for being midfielder, but he was clearly a playing as a right back last year. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it is what it is, uh, and uh, let's just segue over to the other uh, Burmuth player. Where, what is Callum Wilson's level? You know, who is who is his comparison level? Because obviously, I mean, and, and up until last week, he had, he had scored zero goals because Burmuth has scored zero goals, but he exploded for three and looked great. Two uh, two, uh, two from open play and one from the spot. Um, your thought? I mean, obviously, I know you're a big Callum Wilson fan. I just want to know where you think his comparison is right now. I think the comparisons we made before the season started of Danny Ings and and uh, Charlie Austin are still applicable. I think he's got that, you know, twelve to eighteen goal upside. Well, if it's twelve, you scored a quarter of them already. That's true. So uh, if you're thinking that's a good point for the season, if he's got nine left in thirty three weeks, that's not good. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that kind of I mean that's you know guys don't score you know twenty goal scorers don't score twenty different 
in 20 different well, games. Well, so. I, I, yeah, I understand. It's just, especially when you're talking about DFS. Yeah, I hear if, you. If you're thinking that there's only nine left, I mean, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck picking where those nine are. Uh, yeah. I'll go with somebody else. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the over on, on 15. That's how aggressive I am on on him. I mean, clearly... Uh, that's different, yeah. Yeah, yeah if, clearly if, three if goals. If you're thinking there's 15 left, then that's almost every other game. And yeah, you'll take that. Oh, I, I was going to say 15 total, 12 left. So 12 left. But so. I think, I'm not sure... Like I, I'm anxious to see if he finishes with more goals than Harry Kane or not. Do you okay? So you think he's closer to a goal every other game than to a goal every third game? I think he is. Yeah. Okay. Because these guys, I mean, they led the championship in in goals and goal differential last year. It's not like they not the scraped same. their way. No, I know, but it's not like they scraped their way playing defensive football. So I, it's I like understand, the, and they look great. Yeah, they look great. They are playing the way that people want to see the game played. Yeah, they 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 also had disallowed goals in both of their first two matches mm-hmm. like they easily could have won both of those not even I just agree. so it's not like it's not like the i mean hat tricks are always kind of not fluky but they don't happen that often so while that obviously boosts his stat line significantly i mean he's now second in the premier league in scoring from one game but he's got like goal and multiple goal upside in any game he plays in except Maybe you know at Man City or something like that. Yeah. So uh, for uh, yeah before yeah. so now let's turn our attention to the defenders now just at least for one question um, because there's someone who we both have liked all last season even though he didn't play uh, and I want to amend the question a little bit that's written down here. Uh, so when let's say when Leighton Baines comes back and all the top defender options are healthy and let's say even Ryan Bertrand. Mm-hmm. Who from that point when everyone's healthy is going to score the most points from fantasy defenders? Alexander Kolarov or the field? I still think it's Kolarov. Like I'm just so high on Kolarov because of how well he plays offensively. I mean, the goal that he had this week was absurd. Terrible goaltending by um, Tim Howard. But, um, you know, that's not a goal that a lot of defenders can score. That's not a shot that a lot of defenders take. And so the fact that he's... He's a free kick taker. Yep. He sends in a lot of crosses. I think he could definitely end up with, you know, a decent number, you know, seven or eight assists and four goals. I mean, that's an absurd total from a defender. And they obviously look very good defensively. I mean, they've got, they haven't let up a goal yet. That's, as you mentioned, as you said earlier, that's not going to, they're not going to go 38 clean sheets. But, you know, they, they had the most last year. Joe Hart, you know, won his golden gloves again, golden glove again. So, if they lead the Premier League in, in clean sheets and he scores four goals and has seven assists, I mean, that's one of the better fantasy seasons we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. That's peak Leighton Baines, and yeah. we've and, and peak Leighton Baines is, is long gone. And you remember when people were saying that there's like a tier of defenders and their names were Branislav Ivanovic and Leighton Baines and yeah. then everybody else? And Trippier may have been yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. Who has yet and, to sniff the field. And, uh, yeah, you remember that conversation? Yeah. Well, in fairness, Baines is hurt. I'm just saying. Even but. let's say Ivanovic, the tier was Ivanovic, Baines, maybe Trippier, everybody else. Yep. And Colorado wasn't even in that next set. No. That people were talking about. No, no, no. This is what I keep telling people. You can't predict who the top five defenders are going to be. You may be able to get one or two, but you won't get five. It's, it just changes all the time. And Especially frankly, you're, if you pick Baines and Ivanovic as one and two, you're not getting that either. Yeah. Like there's no way Baines finishes in the top in the top. Probably top ten now. Well, let's just say he won't have from, the he from, won't from have the, the time from the time he comes back. Are you confident that he can be a top five fantasy defender even after when he comes back? No. Point proven. 
No. <laughs> well, opinion just stated. <laughs> it, it, anyway, it's it, it's yeah, exactly. Fine. Opinion stated. Facts actually back me up on this one, but it's fine. Uh, I'm just saying there's there's no reason to, you know, I, I'm not going to buy him at any point when he comes back. I don't think that defense is that good, particularly if a big guy in the middle leaves. So, that, yeah, let's get let's get to that now. Yeah, let's sure. say Yeah, let's say if John, so. Let's say John Stones leaves to to Chelsea. Yep. Because he's handed in his transfer request, all indications are it's going to happen, and whatever the fee is, it's way too much. Um, or well said, whatever it is, it's too much. Whatever it is, it's too much. So if it's one, unless it's like one dollar, right? Between US. No, well, no, because it's, it's it's at it's, least thirty million pounds. Correct. If thirty it's, was rejected, they're not going to take one dollar. Well, yeah, it, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. John Stones on Chelsea, or if he happens to stay on Everton, or would you rather take the chance that Otamendi plays at Manchester City? Because he's not a guaranteed start. Um. Yeah, he's definitely not, and I think Man City may have. I mean, they bought him because other people were interested in him, particularly Man United, and and Chelsea. Yep. So I, Mangala was kind of a disaster at points last year, but they've got three straight clean sheets, including one against Chelsea with Mangala and company together. So I'm not sure they needed Otamendi. Yeah. Well. Here's the kicker. Mangala has the pace to play left back, but with Kolarov playing so well, right. I don't think well, that's yeah. going to happen. Right. But it, it's you never know what can happen. But Mangala actually has the pace to play on the outside as well. Yeah. They the they really should think about putting him on the right side because He's I'm not sure there. how long you can go with Bakari Sanya while Zabaleta's out. But you're right. He's not going to play on that side either. But um, I... I the only re- reason I'm hesitant on Stones over Otamendi is that Mourinho is so uh, so much of a stickler for his lineup that I'm not sure Stones gets in there enough. Like, does do you think he starts over Terry or Cahill like regularly? I think or he Terry Cahill and Zuma. I think if he starts over anybody, it would be it would be John. Uh, not it would be Gary Cahill. Yeah, but but you think. I he think Zuma has Zuma. that inside track. Right, that's what I thought too. Well, well, to be fair, the next three games won't matter because Terry's out. I think is it. I think he got the three. Did he? I think so, but it, it, let's say it's one or three. Yeah, I mean, so, so not... for at least one game. Well, we know it'll be one because Zuma, because it's Wednesday, and if Stones moves, he's not going to start Saturday. Anyway, because John Terry is not around, is what yeah, I'm yeah, Terry only got one game. Okay, so Terry only got one game. Yeah. Great. Okay, so yeah. so Zuma starts this weekend. Zuma and Cahill will start this weekend. Right. So Terry's back. They have the international break, which actually helps Stones if it, you know with the move happening because it gives. There is no time. team that helps more than Chelsea. Right. Right. They need a week away. Uh, although he'll be, I assume he'll be away on international break, but. Yeah, we'll get to it more on Friday, but Chelsea do not have an easy matchup this weekend. Right, right. Uh, at at home, where they're going to be very critical <laughs> of the team's performance, I promise. And, so, and, and they're playing against a really good Crystal Palace. But anyway, it's <clears throat> that defense is going to be um, under the magnus and uh, under under the scope at, at the minimum. I, you know, you know what would not surprise me if Stones actually signs by this week. I'd be I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be stunned. 
mm-hmm. is if they put Zuma at right back and yeah. Stones in the middle next to Cahill. Cahill. Because there's too much speed on Crystal Palace. Maybe. I, I, I mean, if, if Jose Mourinho hasn't heard the rumors that you know they, they're getting beaten for pace all over the place, if he can't see it with his own eyes and can't hear it with his own ears from the media, then Chelsea deserve everything they get. Anyway. It doesn't I, seem I, like he's made any move to... Yeah. to talk anything about Ivanovic moving. Yeah. And Which makes me feel it, more that they would put Zuma next to Matic. Yeah. So speaking of Ivanovic, is he still ownable to you in any format for uh, for FPL? I would consider him more... You have to pay up for him in FP. I mean, I guess you have to pay up for him everywhere. Yeah. But I would... As Let's long as he's starting, him. yeah, I would consider him. I still think that they're going to figure this out. And he has the most offensive upside of any of the back four it's a good thing that beating off the dribble isn't a negative point right well well yeah but that is piliqueta goal i mean that's if if anybody's expecting another one this year good luck you're because dreaming that was his first, first one goal ever <laughs> right so you know i wonder how much we would be talking about him struggling if he didn't score that goal but I think that gave him a little wee. Well, yeah, they both, all four Chelsea defenders struggle with pace, but from center backs, you kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. It's the wing backs that you can't really, or the full backs, you can't really have that happen. Anyway, let's let, let's focus on some positivity. Let's get to some guys that have been playing well. So, two new guys that have played extraordinarily well Dimitri Paye and Andre Ayu. Uh, Ayu a little quiet last weekend, even though uh, he had a chance that went off the post. Mm-hmm. Paye as well, you know, kind of held in check. Which who would you rather have, just like the you know the Riyad Mahrez or Yaya Torre for um, the rest of the season, also for DFS purposes? It's another one of those that I think Ayu has a little more around him, and so you know the the attack doesn't kind of center on him, and whereas Payet, I think I would argue is is the best offensive option at West Ham. So I'm going to take Payet just Payet just because he's just because he's more. Um, you know, in the in the uh, more involved in the attack as like the the guy who does it. You know, he takes he sends in a lot of crosses too, which helps in uh, in some daily formats. And um, Ayu, I think, can just like we saw last weekend. I think he can kind of get lost up a little bit behind Gomis and uh, Shelby and Sigurdsson. So I'll take uh, Paye on this one. Cool, but you uh, could probably uh, can. I I'm think gonna, it's I think it's closer I'm than the see. other. One. I mean, you know my answer because I draft him everywhere. It's Andre. It's Andre Ayew. Yeah, because he can score goals and he can pass. And if you play with peripheral stats, he can also defend too. Mm-hmm. Which is why Swansea are doing great. <laughs> they yeah. have they. Yeah, you know. Let, let, let's get to one guy on Swansea because he's a lot like one of the guys we talked about earlier, Christian Eriksen. Uh, Gilfy Sigurdsson and Christian Eriksen at their prices. Are they ownable? Actually, are they even relevant anymore? <laughs> When you take free kicks, I think you're always kind of relevant. Uh, we referenced, actually, I don't know if we were well, yeah, recording or not, but well, yeah, but um, it seemed like in week one, till Mike Goodman on Grantland was writing about um, Nemanja Matic versus Francis Coquelin and as well as Sergio Busquets and how how both of those guys fit into their teams. And he kind of mentioned that in the opener for Chelsea, Matic's job was to shut Sigurdsson down. And that's kind of what opened what's what opened up the field for John Joe Shelby and a few and IU and guys like that. So Sigurdsson is still very dangerous, but we kind of you know when you can't contribute that much in open play, 
it makes it, it puts a, a very big cap on your fantasy value. And both of these guys are free kick specialists uh, and don't do it a whole lot in in open play. And so we kind of have talked about staying away from them. I see no reason to, you know, for the prices that you're going to have to pay on these guys, they're, they're better options who are more involved, you know, like guys like Dimitri Paye and Andre. I, I would rather those guys than, than Erickson or, or, uh, Seagrudson at this point. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I am not, I will not, you will not see them on any of my lineups. Yeah. So, uh, just the, quickly, the, the way you get Erickson in your lineup is a DFS game when there's no, you know, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham. Uh, I'm trying to think of all all teams of midfielders I would take over them, but it's a long list. It's a long list, exactly. And uh, just like me drafting him, I regret writing about Diafrasako in the shot sheet because there's not much to say because he's just pretty much non-existent. And he got arrested again. Yep, great. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm really I'm just I'm being overly negative today, and I apologize. So I'm going to move on to Newcastle and Sunderland, the beacons of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the absolute worst teams for FPL purposes? And is there anybody that's ownable on either? I think there are definitely ownable pieces. Uh, Jermaine Lenz has assists in all three games this season, in FPL at least. Two so of that... them have gone to. What's that? Two of them have gone to. <laughs> yeah, Jermaine Defoe. Correct. Little Jermaine Jermaine action. So you could argue that. The same. What? What's that? I did not know that it was not spelled the same. Yeah, Jermaine and Jermaine. Okay. The so you could argue Defoe is uh, ownable. He's got two goals already. Newcastle shut out um, Man U, so you got plenty of defensive options. Of course, the only one that we ever considered, Daryl Yanmot, was out for that game <laughs> after getting blitzed by Jefferson Montero. Yeah, guess, guess who's drafted him a couple times? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think you could probably use like Newcastle, um, you know, home against Sunderland. You'd you'd consider their defensive options at that point. Tim Kroll is kind of a weird goalkeeper because he go you know he'll shut out Man U and then he'll give up five goals to Norwich. Plays to the level of his opponent. Totally, totally. So uh, we were kind of impressed with uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum in the in the opener with his goal. You know, we always we've talked numerous times about Papi Cisse, although he looks like he may have lost his starting job to Alexander Mitrovic. I think you consider Mitrovic once he breaks through. So uh, they they are probably the worst FPL owning teams, but I don't think you would completely ignore them. Yeah, Actually, I think Aston good. Villa might be the yeah, worst. Aston Villa has to join the conversation. Yeah, probably. Villa might be worse than both of them. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's true, and I'll tell you why. Please. And the reason why I didn't put them in this, in this question. I think there are at least three and now a possible budget fourth uh, player on that team. And the reason why I say that is if this, it depends which stats you play with. But first of all, Grealish looks great when he plays. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that's one guy who I have my eye on. Uh, I also love Rudy Gestad's game yeah. for uh, for fantasy purposes because they, and this is where this is going to tie into the other the other stat that I'm looking at. Um, chances created, crosses, all of that thing. There, there are three guys on Villa who love to do that, and their system is set up for it because it was set up for when Christian Benteke was there, and it's still set up for Rudy Gastet. Jordan Amalvi, mm-hmm. Leandro Bakuna, and Eldo shouldn't be there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, Amalvi. I think. Thank you. Yep. 
Amavi, Bakuna, mm-hmm. no, no extra L's there, mm-hmm. and Ashley Westwood, one L where it's appropriate. So Ashley Westwood last week, just because he had a very good week under the radar that not a lot of people talked about. Um, he had five chances created. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe, the best among anybody last week. Or at least joint. I think he tied with uh, Hazard and Juan Mata or something like that. He, he, the names that were next to Ashley Westwood were not names that are normally next to Ashley Westwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't score much, but he's the guy who I'm looking at as a lower, uh, a, a less expensive Mark Albrighton. Whoa. Oh. Because if he continues to create that many chances, they're bound to go in at some point. Unless unless Aston Villa truly are, as you say, completely the worst fantasy team ever which is fine uh, no, I, ever. I think I the worst, this year maybe the worst fantasy team this year which yeah. I, I understand that but i have my eye on a, i mean i actually have my eye on a few Aston villa guys and i and when the rankings come out i guarantee you brad guzan is going to be pretty high on the list this week yeah for this week i think i think you're going to lose a lot with westwood on your team uh you're chasing assists which is what you shouldn't be doing that too you're yeah also, you're also chasing assists with mark albrighton is my point and he's much more expensive I think Albrighton at least can score a few goals. I don't see Westwood scoring that many. Like I said, that's why he's less expensive. But you're still chasing assists. You're not chasing a goal from Mark Albright, is my point. And if you play with, and that's why I said, if you play with the um, the peripheral stats like crosses, chance created, actually Westwood will get those every week. He'll yeah. create chances. They may just may not score. That's my right. problem. I don't think they score. Fair enough. Let's move on. <laughs> another uh, another Ashley Villa player. A- A- Ashley Villa. <laughs> oh, you know that what? That's great. their name from That's now it. on. Ashley there Villa. Perfect. So uh, Ashley Villa are going to uh, their new signing from Barcelona, which made Stoke very jealous. And that sentence makes me very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact that someone from Barcelona made Stoke jealous that they didn't get them because mm-hmm. Stoke got so many Barcelona players. Anyway, Adam Atriore. Within about, I don't know, 30 seconds of being introduced, forced an own goal yeah. with his pace and his power. Uh, and on another new boy who actually, I'm afraid, won't, won't get any playing time uh, going forward is Bakary Sako for mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. He was a beast and had, I think, six shots and he scored and he created a few chances. Yeah, five he, on he, goal. Yeah, five on goal, yeah. And... He was just—he was everywhere. He was interchanging. Uh, his left foot is thunderous. He had one shot that probably broke Guzan's palms, and it's there's a lot of power in both players. And first of all, do you think either of them gets consistent playing time? And if obviously if one does, he's more—he's better for fantasy. But you know, Bakary Sako, should he be getting more time at Crystal Palace? I'll start with Traore only because I think he got a little banged up yesterday in their Capital One Cup match, but. Uh, Tim Sherwood also noted that he is kind of, uh, you know, he's a younger player that probably isn't going to play that much, which is absurd. Like, why? I don't know why you would leave Barcelona where you're not playing to not play at Aston Villa. But anyway, um, so I'm hesitant on him. Sacco, I think you could start him anytime he's starting. Um, you know that. Crystal Palace midfield, we always say, is very uh, crowded. He got the start because Belasi had a, a personal issue to attend to last weekend. But, yeah, I mean, Saka looks so good, and I think 
like I said, I think you you could comfortably start him anytime he starts. And he's yeah. probably still cheaper than, you know, he was, Kabai he was, and he was the minimum. Kabai's dirt cheap at a Mondo goal, but yeah, I, I think he was the minimum on a bunch of sites. Yeah. That's the way I'll put it. Yeah. And I, I, I think I was, te- I was uh, texting you or messaging you uh, over the weekend. I'm like, I feel like an evil villain about Bakri Sako because I'm getting all the points. Like just because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was fantastic and he was on a lot of my teams. Yeah and, yeah, and at that point, I'm not sure why you would keep him out of. I mean, I get you do it because Belasi. Yeah, well, I mean, Belasi is mourning a family death. Yeah. So it's, you know, I don't want to make it seem like you know he he shouldn't be back, but I think he'll be back. Yeah. And... They should be comfortably selling him now. Oh, you mean Belasi? Belasi, yeah. Yeah. Well, someone needs to approach them first. Yeah. All right, let's get off on let's get off on one more positive note here. Solomon Rondon was excellent. Uh, he was playing Chelsea, and he showed his power. He showed his pace, obviously, because John Terry couldn't. Anyway, um, that was not a red card. If what happened in the first half to Diego Costa wasn't a red card, anyway. that was crazy. That that wasn't a card. I understand letting the play continue, which obviously worked out well for Chelsea. But I don't know how you don't go back and give him a card. At least, at least, at least a yellow. yellow. At yeah. least yellow. And if what John Terry did was a red, what uh, I forgot what the defender was. I think it was Olsen, Martin Olsen. What yeah, Martin Olsen did was certainly a red. So it's two two hands on the shoulders <laughs> pulling him to the ground. Correct. What and a play by Costa, I, though! Holy. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, the serenity now. Yeah. Serenity now. Or so. Like, Rondon looked very good. Yes. Yeah. And, or and Jordan Shakiri also looked good for his yep. debut. Stoke. I know they play different positions, but you know which performance to use, especially at their position, is one that you think is more sustainable going forward. Because Rondon got a fantasy assist. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, he. No, wasn't. Didn't he get a real assist? Didn't he assist on? Um, more. Uh, was it Morrison McManaman? He got. Yes, a, did. Yeah. He did get a real assist. He yeah. got two assists. So. Morrison scored both, by the way. Morrison, yeah. So I would go with Rondon, with our classic. I think with Shakiri, you're chasing assists. I don't think he's a a 12 goal scorer, but I think Rondon can can get in that double digit mark. Mm-hmm. They really need to figure out what's going on with Barahino because it's just like a drag oh, on that team now. He, he's going to go. He they're, wants to go, and they don't. Waiting, they're waiting for money. Yeah. So the problem is, I'm not sure they get it. And he, Barahino and Rondon together, like doesn't. I don't see that working. So. Fair, uh, Spoiler alert: Barahino's going to Tottenham. Well, he's maybe going to they, they got to if they don't he's, if they don't uh, you know pony up I, the money they're going to keep him. I understand he's going to Tottenham. Hmm. Be, especially with Harry Kane struggling, Harry Kane did not struggle, and Barahino was right next to him in England on the England squad. Yeah, they they just need somebody to give Kane a break. Yeah, that's I've the just, problem. But anyway, right. so I'll take Rondon. Spoiler alert: he's going to Tottenham. <laughs> I'll take Rondon. Okay. All right, and actually, upside. you know, for for Shakiri, how about Shakiri or Afalai, same team? I would. Uh, that's a good one. I I want to say Shakiri, but I keep going back to the fact that he just doesn't play that much usually. That he yeah. hasn't played yeah. much in for yeah. years. Yeah. It also depends on how Afalai is categorized. Sometimes he's a forward. Yeah. But you know, if they were both midfielders, I think I want to say Shakiri just because I know, you know, because of the flashes that I've seen. The problem is they're just they've they're been flashes. flashes. Yeah. So I I don't know how. 
think I said this last week or two weeks ago. I just don't know how he holds up with 34, 35 games in Stoke. Yeah. Well, speaking of flashes, this our flash on this podcast is over. So I'm sorry. My, my segue is terrible. That was weak. You know, it's early in the morning. I haven't had the benefit of coffee like you have. Mm. So on that note, we will end this episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Talker podcast. If you like the new format, give us a review on iTunes or shoot us a tweet at Sports by Gotti for me, G-O-T-T-I, or at Rotowire Andrew, or use George's tweet using the hashtag RWFPL. And just uh, tell us what you think about the new format. Tell us any, any topics you want to see on Friday. Uh, and I, I believe there's one person who wanted a shout-out before the oh, yeah. podcast was over. Yeah, we want to shout-out Lawrence Headlam, who... Uh, is our current leader in the Rotowire FPL um, league for the uh, the official game? He has, has he used his wild card or his bench boost or his attacking? I don't, I don't believe he's that. used any of them. His team is the uh, Jersey City Giants. He scored a, a solid sixty four points last week. He's now uh, sixty nine thousand and sixty third overall out of three point three million. So I'd say that's pretty good. Okay. But yeah, he. Um, He's been fairly dominant so far, and uh, so Lawrence, congrats so far. Yes, congratulations, Jersey City, where New York City people have rented cars for less money for years now. (laughs) So congratulations on that as well. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you again on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.